It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dean Blandino from Fox Sports, and you are listening to the Quick Snap Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Quick Snap Podcast. Uh, Tonight, it is just me out of the Fab Four. It's only Brett. Uh, Ari is going away tomorrow. when we record this, this is Thursday the 10th. He's going away tomorrow. Uh, Scott is unusually busy for this time of year. And Tom, because we can't have the blessing of him on back-to-back podcast, he has to miss this one. But it is his team's conference. He is a Bucks fan. So it's the NFC South tonight. Uh, we have got Dan from Saints the UK. Dan, how are you doing? Yes, very well, very well. Thank you, mate. So uh, just talk to us about Saints UK. Um, obviously, New Orleans Saints, but... Just go into a bit of uh, detail. Yeah, yeah. So uh, obviously, Saints UK, uh, the UK's number one Saints fan page. Um, yeah, not much more to say about it. We're going uh, for the last two years. Bit of well, took a little bit of a break in this off season, but we're we'll be back now, ready to uh, get the podcast out there and get the season kicking back underway. Um, obviously, with the Chiefs this Sunday um, in preseason, so it's nice to have NFL football back again. It's uh, been a long time off yeah absolutely it's it's coming we had uh the browns jets <clears throat> hall of fame game last thursday that was dtr's performance oh yeah really enjoyed <laughs> that one uh just one bit of news and it concerns the uh jersey that dan is wearing tonight uh alvin kamara three game suspension um what's your thoughts what's your takes on it because it just seems yeah. a bit like everybody forgot about it for a few months and then it just come out come back out yeah, well, I mean, I think in all fairness, when it when it first happened, I think everyone knew that so it was going to get some sort of ban or suspension of some sort. Um, you know, ultimately, there's a video recording. He's caught red-handed, uh, you know, on CCTV. So ultimately, you know, take the punishment and, uh, and get it over with. Luckily, I mean, I'm not too fussed about it. You know, he's only off for three games. Um, it, could, it could have been a lot, lot worse. So in all fairness, I can't, I can't see it being a bad outcome in all fairness after this incident. He shouldn't have done it in the first place and then we would have had him banned for three games. But 
you know, three game three games is okay. Yeah, we should we can cope all right for, for the first three, I'd imagine. I was gonna say I think uh the first three are the Titans, Panthers and Packers. So they're not world ending. I mean no. you got you got all the weapons. We'll get into that with the uh Saints preview, but we'll start. Well, let's start with the Panthers. We'll start yep. with Carolina with the uh number one pick. Obviously, they didn't naturally pick number one, they had to trade up for it. Uh Absolutely. I thought <laughs> the definition of boom or bust, especially with who they've got in quarterback and who they've signed as well. Uh they picked Bryce Young first. They've got Miles Sanders. Now was running back one. They traded CMC in the uh, previous season. The tra- trade deadline. Completely new wide receiver room in Chark, Mingo, and Thielen. But they probably have one of the better offensive lines in the NFL. Yeah. Um, a lot of people will see Bryce as like the savior, but this team, year one, could go high the highest of highs or the lowest of lows to me i just think that there's so much that could go wrong but so much that can go right i don't know your takes obviously your in division rival yeah, yeah i mean in all fairness out of all the t- it's a difficult one because we'll get into the, the box and the, the falcons later um but carolina themselves have got an extremely talented defense um, they're, yeah, they're capable absolutely. of the top 10 ranking and there's no doubt about it if they play well they'll be a top 10 defence the players they've got on there they're, they're loaded with talent um, they've got a better defence than, than the Buccaneers this year I think and, and you know the Falcons that's my take on it at least um, I mean setting the expectations can be difficult with a rookie quarterback um, that's obviously the one thing you need to take into and a new head coach as well so it can yeah, be yeah. a little bit difficult Um Obviously, moving forwards with you know what how are they going to be going forwards? Obviously, that new wide receiver room is not something that you look at and think, wow, you know we're we're up against it. They're um, you know DJ Shark, Adam Thielen, who's aging a little bit. You know, sometimes he's got a little bit, little bit more left in the tank, but you know he's not an absolute elite receiver, is he? He'll do a job for you, and you know probably get you know eight between eight hundred to a thousand yards a year. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's about it. Um, so, I mean, like my worry, obviously, is the offense. They have the sixth easiest schedule um, in the league this year. I did not so, know that. I, in, that's... in all fairness to them, they might be okay. Um, I think if, if they play well, but the one thing, I mean, obviously, they're 20th in points scored last year. So, you know, a little bit sort of, you know, bottom end of the middle end of the pack. Um, but they, you know, with bringing in Bryce Young, who's obviously the standout quarterback in the draft, you would have thought maybe they can put, get a bit of an improvement on here, but they're going to need a lot of work. Um, and also, in terms of the main notable, um, you know, sort of arrival uh, in Carolina, actually, isn't a player in my area. Obviously, um, they got a new defensive coordinator, haven't they? Um, uh, yeah, a Giro Rivera. Rivera off the Broncos. Um, he's an elite DC. Um, Honestly, the work he did with the Broncos was absolutely unbelievable. So, you know, in terms of the the defense-wise, obviously, you know, they were thirty. I think they had thirty-five sacks last year and only ten interceptions out of the whole year for every player. So they're obviously going to want to improve on on the turnover side of things. They're going to want to, you know, get the ball back, Um, and obviously that 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 automatically will drive more points. Um, But they do need to improve on that. As you know, thirty-five sacks in a whole year isn't a great deal. 
where you've got certain players which are getting almost half of that just by themselves, uh, you know, the elite players. So they do need to improve on that. But, you know, with the addition of, of him, they could be a scary defence and, they, and, they and they've got potential to be a hard team to beat. That's the thing. Um, you know, they're not going to put up loads of points. They're not going to be absolute elite offence, but they've got potential to be hard to beat. I was going to say, they've signed Justin Houston just this week, actually. Um, mm. But the defence is going to carry them somewhat. <laughs> like, yeah. Bryce Young has come into a great situation, you have to admit. Um, I mean, you've got an elite corner, JC Horn. They signed yeah. Von Bell at safety. Jeremy Chin's just Jeremy Chin, like linebacker, safety, nickel, corner, hybrid, whatever you want to do. Swiss Army knife. Does everything, mate. What what should what Isaiah Simmons should have been uh for the past two seasons. And then they've got like the young song here, like Frankie Louvu. Mm. Like he's my breakout for the for this team. I think Frankie Louvu's name is gonna be known by a lot of the NFL at linebacker. He's really solid. Really underrated as well, but um, like he gets lost in the names. Obviously, you've got Shaq Thompson, Brian Burns, Derek Brown in the middle of that defense as well. Yeah, but I I just think this team it's not going to be a bad year, but it's not going to be a good year. Like you said, they're going to be a hard team to beat. I think they'll play a lot of teams close, but I think they'll end up on the losing side of more more often than not. Personally, very similar to what the Raiders were like, you know, you're losing nine one-score games in a year, you know, something along those lines. But they're, like I said, yeah, hard to beat, but they're not going to put themselves out there and really challenge teams in, in the sense that, you know, when they come up against an elite team, they are going to get pushed over. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when they could play other teams of, of similar quality, then they've got potential to pick up a few wins. Um, so in all fairness, against some of the other teams in the division, which we'll go into later, I think they've got a better chance at... at you know, topping the division than, than others do in this group, but we'll get into that. Yeah, I was going to say, I think they they do have, a, I think this is the most wide open division in the NFL. I think a lot of people would say that just purely on the fact that it's so unpredictable and there's a lot of change that has happened in the division that, again, we'll get into. But what do, what do you say about a um, record for the Panthers? Do you think? Well, I, uh, I don't think they'll I mean, be picking top 10 again. No, but how should we do it? Do you want to give our predictions on each team as we go, or do we want to do a, a final sort of table prediction? Well, it's, it's it's up to you. Do you want do you want to do it at the end, or do you want to do it? You could, you're the guest. You yeah, can, we'll, uh, pick. we'll go for a cheeky, uh, you know, division uh, end prediction. Oh, okay, okay. We we add a bit uh, of excitement. Yeah, I can't wait for yours. I mean, I I think you might slate mine, but um, I mean, we've got three other guys, and they're probably going to be worse. Some someone said the better, but. Uh, yeah, I think Panthers. It's Bryce Young's going to be offensive rookie of the year. I think not pure, not for the fact that he's going to be the most standout rookie. I think he's just it's quarterback award. He's going to be his first overall pick. He's got the weight of the world on his shoulders, and he's going to perform in some games. And he's not going to perform in some games, but yeah, it's like uh, Baker almost won it with a near losing record as a Browns Thanks, thanks. Because we're going to go on to them. We're going to go on to Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, there's not good news coming out of this camp, no, and I think you're uh, smiling about that more so than most. Um, <laughs> the news coming out is that Baker versus Kyle Trask is the worst quarterback battle of, well, ever really. The amount of uh, interceptions that Baker's been thrown, the amount of poor play, uh, the amount of Poor pass that Kyle Trask has thrown. 
again, it's going to be another defensive heavy or defensive reliant team. Yeah. Um, quarterback one for this year, who do you think starting is week one? I think it'll be Baker. Um, no, don't get me wrong, he's mediocre, but he's got the experience in the league. They're going to have to start him over Carl Trask because Carl Trask, I think, was just a safety pick as a backup quarterback in the in the draft when they drafted him. I think Baker, they brought him in just to manage it until they get in a position where they're able to find their next franchise guy because it's definitely not Baker Mayfield, and we all know that. Mm. Um, obviously, losing Tom Brady, I mean, for any team, is the worst possible situation. Yes, he's retired because you know he's aging, and evidently last year he wasn't as playing at standard he was two two years prior when he arrived in Tampa Bay. Uh, however, as obviously we'll point out, I'm obviously a massive Drew Brees guy. Um, however, being from Birmingham in in England, uh, I also now am a, am a very much a, a Tom Brady. Oh fan. yeah, I completely forgot that also happened because he is now invested in my boyhood Birmingham City Football Club. Um, oh. Obviously, I'm a season ticket holder, and he'll be there this Saturday against Leeds United. So, is he I actually do, going? I believe so. I've, that's oh, what I've heard. so he's, I'm good. Oh, I'm glad because, like, obviously you've got. I don't want to use it because not uh, I'm from Nottingham, so Notts County, we ate the Welsh and Wrexham in particular, but like Rob and Ryan yeah. are very hands-on. So it's nice to see that like guys like Tom Brady are very hands-on. So Oh yeah. He's you know, it's the fact obviously I knew owners Tom Wagner. I know we're we're sidetracking from NFL here, but yeah, yeah you know he's into Tom Brady. But you know, the fact that they're bringing him players, you know, people like him on board just really shows the initiative going forwards and no, I've got my uh, I've got my new blue shirt ready. I'm going to get a little signature on there from him. So, uh, you know, get that hung up on a frame in the uh, in the living room. I think, but yeah, oh, Tom absolutely. Brady is uh, is now very much a likable person to to me as a Saints fan. But well, um, losing him is obviously going to cost them. Um, you know, having Baker or Carl Trask throwing the ball to your receivers. I mean, they've got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, two really really good receivers. Yes, they're aging a little bit, but. They should still be as good as they were last year. Let's let's face it; as long as they can stay healthy, um, you know their defense was 18th in points allowed uh, last year, and they haven't made any notable additions at all to it. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a difficult one going forwards. Obviously, you know, losing Tom Brady, losing that leader, you know, there's going to be a sense of feeling around the dressing room. You know, they're in a bit of no man's land right now. You know, where are they going to be? There's there's not a lot of expectation on their shoulders going into the season like there was under under Brady. You know, whenever you get someone like Tom Brady come in, the expectation is, you know, you're winning the Super Bowl or you're going to the championship game. It's one or two of them. At minimum, yeah. Um, absolutely. Whereas now, I don't think a lot of people are going to consider them getting to the playoffs um, at this rate. Um, obviously, they've got two great receivers if they're fit, but I can't see them being a threat to win the division, in all fairness. I think, you know, there's other teams. I think Carolina, we spoke about previously, are going to be ahead of them. This year, I think their elite defense is going to carry them forwards, and I think they've got a vision. The Panthers, whereas the the the, the box are just going to be stuck in this sort of you know whirlpool of you know what the hell do we do going forwards? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they've got um, Ryan Jensen's coming back off a major injury. Chris Godwin wasn't himself because of injuries. Tristan Wirfs, the stories that have been coming about <laughs> him are actually quite sad and quite melancholy coming out. That facing because like he said he was an anxious person and he's had severe like almost crippling anxiety having to move from right tackle to left tackle so yeah I, I, um the only major defensive upgrades they've had uh obviously draft can't see i'm surprised they didn't draft a quarterback incredibly yeah. surprised they didn't draft 
Um, I mean, who was left on the board when they went 19? Hooker was still on the board. Even though he's Richardson, I think. Wasn't he? Or when they went, no, Richardson Richardson went, went earlier. Fourth. Yeah. He went fourth. Yeah, my bad. Um, anyway, that's a different conversation. But I, I still think they should have drafted one. I mean, it yeah. wouldn't have hurt to draft one. Um, Greg Gaines isn't going to do much in defense tackle. I mean, you've got Vita Bale alongside him. Um, the linebacking calls great, obviously. Joe Tryon, Troy Inca, Devin White, Shaq Barrett, and Levante David, they're going to perform. But I, I just don't see much coming from the offense. And I mean, that a lot was made of the Russian attack, especially heading into Germany. They had yeah. a historically bad uh, Russian attack last year. So whether yeah, they can turn, turn that around, they've got uh, Rashad White, Chase Edmonds. Uh, the only improvements that they made is uh, signing Sean Tucker off UDFA, which I hope he does get a chance because he is a damn good runner, especially with the uh, Syracuse last year. Mm. But it's hard to see a breakout here. I don't know about you because. With a lot of, we discussed this, I think this was in the NFC East podcast we did last week. They're either really, really good and veterans or they are rookies. So I don't know. What's your, ta- what's your take on it? What's your take on if there is one? Uh, in terms of standout players, yeah, it's going to have to be your, your defensive veterans. Um, you know, it, it's a difficult one because they've not made those notable additions. You know, there's teams out there which have addressed their needs sooner rather than later. You know, the Falcons have made some decent additions. Yeah, Panthers are obviously, you know, they're, they're you know, they, they've got a vision going yeah, for us, whereas these guys and they don't. Saints so, have made a great additions as well. Yeah, we'll exactly. get on to them. So, but... we'll, we'll get onto them very shortly. But I think in terms of the, it is literally you're going to have to have people. And there's people, you know, Mike Evans, for example, a wide receiver. He knows what he's doing. He's an elite receiver. Yeah, he's got to help the quarterback as well. As long as he's not injured, he can get a thousand yards easy. He just comes Every natural year. to him. But um, I mean, one of the two tight ends in Kate Austin or Kokeifed, probably for me, or I guess Zion McCollum at nickel, a uh, great cornerback coming out of Florida A and M. He just. Like you said, there's no vision for this team, and I think it's going to bottom out either this year or next, considering who they get in next year's draft, because there are so much, so many holes here that they, they can't patch them up in one offseason. I think there'll be more when yeah. next season hits. Obviously, you've got uh, Devin White had a trade request, Levante David's not getting any younger. And I mean, Kalaja Kansi, uh was was he stretched off the field, cast off the field? Um, calf uh, injury. Couldn't tell you. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, I guess like, he had an injury, yeah. but yeah. Well, obviously we've got our predictions coming at the end, so we'll move on to the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. Um. What was your reaction to the Bijan Robertson pick? Because I mean, it's it took me by surprise somewhat. Oh yes, yeah. I think you could tell from the the reaction around the crowd that were at the draft that it was a bit of a surprise. Um, but I actually quite liked it. Um, obviously, you know what they're like in terms of a run heavy team. I mean, they got an excellent run game. 
Um, and obviously Robinson being drafted that high, uh, I think you know anyone who's picking in for fantasy, you know, fantasy football players here on your NFL, uh, take notes. I think this guy's going to be an excellent addition to anyone's team. So I'm after him. Um, yeah, I think I haven't got him in any leagues, but I really do want him. Yeah, I'm going after him. I am safe to say. Uh, well, our draft is August the 27th, so I'll be keeping an eye out. But oh, um, he's that's, certainly that's late. It is late. Yeah, yeah. We're trying to make sure all the players are in, are in, in with their teams and making sure we're ready. Yeah, uh, yeah, getting all sorted, injuries to a minimum, all that sort of stuff. But that's yeah. yeah I generally speaking, uh, I think he's a really good addition. Actually, being drafted that high was a surprise, but the run game obviously already. I think he's just going to add to that. It's a really, really good uh, run game. Obviously, the roster's fairly young, uh, so it's quite a hungry roster. Um, obviously, held back, I think, a little bit by the quarterback, Desmond Ritter. Um, it's, you know, ultimately, he's not going to project you into the playoffs uh, unless the other teams are really bad in the league uh, yeah. or in your division, I should say. Um, so they're they definitely in, sit in better stead than the Buccaneers, that's for certain. I mean, the, the defense is really good, and um, they were top 10 in points allowed last year. Um, some nice additions as well, and, uh, and they've got an elite O line. Um, and I don't think anyone yeah. can really, 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 um, you know, discount that they've got an elite O line. So, the, the quarterback, in all fairness, if if, if Ritter doesn't have a good season, then they're gonna have to look to, to um, to obviously. Get, get rid of him and get someone else in because if he doesn't perform as well with an O-line like that then you know you're going to need someone better if you want to really project yourself forwards into the playoffs and become a really you know serious team I think they've got potential to be hard to beat but I think they need to they, yeah they're going to need to look for a better quarterback and, and the wide receiver options as well don't get me wrong Drake London I think he was really good actually in his uh, rookie season um, obviously Carl Pitts um, you know absolute player but I think they really need to add to the wide receiver room if they're going to help the quarterback out because they're, they're, I think there's just something about it that they're lacking there. And I think in order to take the step forward, the next step, then they just need to add to that a little bit and they could you know, become you know, a team really, really actually quite a serious team actually in the league. Yeah, they've got a wide receiver from one in Drake London, but it just seems like with the two opposite him, he's got Mike Hollins and Scott Miller, which is not no. necessarily wide receiver two material. Obviously, they've got Carl Pitts and... I get fantasy flashbacks of him just looking looking Monday morning and seeing Carl Pitts did not perform in the yeah. time that I had him, but when everybody else has him, he always performs. That's you about, yeah. Yeah. And then they've got John Lewis Smith. Uh, they traded for him. They traded, uh, I think it was the seventh round, seventh round pick to the Patriots. Uh, you said a, the offensive line is elite. They paid Chris Lindstrom, Caleb McGarry unbelievable talent across the lines oh, yes. um they added jeff akuda and jesse bates as well uh jesse bates is now the highest paid safety in the nfl um but yeah you said it this team is young um obviously they've got veterans <laughs> elsewhere they've got claire's campbell uh the always underrated grady jarrett and david on as well so they've made the additions yeah. this team could surprise a few people i think the, their ceiling is it's high it's it's double digit wins but the floor yeah. i think they go as far as desmond Ritter goes they've got taylor heineke at quarterback two not really the best option no but in all fairness he can make plays as we've seen 
Um, you know, if he plays well, he plays well. But in all in all fairness, he's not the guy you want going forwards as your franchise quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Ridder as well. If he doesn't perform this year, this might be his final year. Um, Tennessee has a uh, quarterback that used to uh, be play under coach Arthur Smith. So that would be a nice addition, personally. But we're not here to talk about additions and what ifs. Uh, who do you think? would be the breakout star for this team if you had to pick one? I mean, I'm struggling not to say Robinson, um, but in all fairness, I mean, you know, Kyle Pitts is obviously going to be, as long as he stays fit, he's obviously going to be their main man. Um, yeah. I don't think there's any any shout in that. Obviously, Drake London, you know, if he if he carries on in the trajectory and, and pushes himself even further, then he has got potential to be really, really good. But yeah, I think obviously your standout player, you're obviously going to get people like Kyle Pitts. But in terms of breakout and something who might really make a difference, I think Robinson, you, you can't look past him. He's obviously a really good talent. Um, so yeah. that's who I, I'd pick really as someone who, who really makes a difference for him if he plays well. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think there's there's any doubt that he will play. He won't play well. I mean, they spent the eighth overall pick on him and he was yeah. world beaten at Texas. Um, I'll probably go on the opposite side of the ball. I've got one or two linebackers in either Troy Anderson or Arnold Epichetti from the, uh, Ooh, one was, I think Troy Anderson was Montana State product and he was like, you know how he said Swiss Army Knife about uh, Jeremy Chin? He was yeah. Swiss Army Knife on the offensive side of the ball as well as defensive side of the ball. He won offensive and defensive player of the year in his conference in the FCS at his time at Montana State. So if all goes bad with Desmond Ritter, maybe we could uh, get Troy Anderson on on the, the uh, quarterback duties. Uh, but no, seriously, I think Ebiketti or Anderson will be one of those two guys in the heart of the defense at linebacker. They've got Bud Dupree and Caden Ellis, two veterans alongside to learn from. They've got Lorenzo Carter behind them. So I think they're, they're in the best place and they're in the best possible position to succeed. But I, you can't see past the secondary as well. I mean, AJ Terrell, Jesse Bates and Jeff Akuda, though Akuda, I think went down as well. So, but yeah, I mean, a lot of veterans, a lot of great yeah. players. This defense is going to succeed. Offense, very young, but they've got a lot of bright spots. But, and we'll let you take the stage for this one. New yeah. Orleans Saints. Sure. So, <laughs> Yeah, the um, the Saints. It's it's an in, it's been an interesting off season. Um, it's been obviously one to keep keep an eye out on. Obviously, we've made the move on a quarterback. Uh, that's the main story coming out of us coming into the season. Um, obviously, it was something we needed to address desperately, considering Andy Dalton. I was James Winston when we had him was very very talented, and I just feel like he got unlucky. Um, I, I was really like. I really got behind him. I think he was an excellent leader. And the videos of him sort of in the dressing room and at camp, they really got the team and he was very well respected. Everyone followed him. You know, he was the team's quarterback. It was clear to see that. Um, and he played really well at the start of the season. Got injured, uh, which is unfortunate. Um, and then, you know, when he came back, Obviously, you know, we had someone coming in and at that point we made a move for Andy Dalton and he just didn't manage to find his rhythm again, Jameis. But honestly, under him, had he never got injured, but, well, targeted by Devin White, I should say, um, then maybe we'd be in a different story. Maybe we wouldn't have Derek Carr. But we made a move for 
who is a solid quarterback. Um, I think most people would regard Derek Carr as the upper end of the middle pack um, of quarterbacks. So, <laughs> so sorry, yeah. there's. I've just um, Ari is a ve- <laughs> very adamant in the fact that Derek Carr is not a good quarterback. So, <laughs> and we've got and we have a Raiders fan who said that Derek Carr is basically God. So um, that's what I mean. I mean, Derek Carr's God. In all fairness, the reason reason I say that is whenever I play the Raiders on Madden uh, with our joint franchise, I did with a pal who's a Packers fan. Derek Carr would wipe the floor with us every time we played him. It was just ridiculous. I couldn't couldn't beat the bloke in the Raiders. I just don't know what it was. Um, but yeah, in all fairness, look, he's he's solid and he'll do a job. I think with his playing style, it does suit the Saints very well. Yes, he's got a deep throw. He's got a big arm and he needs it. But he suits better when the, the shorter passes, you know, the, the small chunks. And that's how the Saints play. Everyone knows it. It's how Drew Brees and Sean Payton played. It's how Dennis Allen took over. You know, we don't go for big plays. Yes, we've been going for a little bit more in terms of the long ball, uh, especially with Deontay Harris and, and you know, Risham. Shid Shahid as well coming in and sort of breaking out a little bit towards the end of last year. I was very impressed with him. So both of those two, also when um, Deontay Harris comes back, you know, I think generally speaking, you know, we could actually have some serious deep threat as well. Um, the main thing with us is we've got an elite defence. There's no questions about it. Um, the strong surrounding, strong surrounding cast, breakout players. You know, Pete Werner really stood out last year. Um, obviously, really nice addition. I think we've we've got an eye for defensive players, and ultimately, you know, they always say, you know, d- defense wins championships. But obviously, you need to put the points up in the first place. And the defense is capable of taking the next step. To I mean, we were even better than we were the year before with Dennis Allen going as head coach, and he was a really good defensive coordinator. Um, in terms of where we were last year, you know, we were top ten in in uh, you know the yards allowed you know points as well it was we were really really good um it's just a matter of also keeping those qualities and making sure we you know we don't slack at all because there are games the saints where we lose to teams we shouldn't lose to we can lose the games to you know if we play san francisco yeah there's not the expectation we should beat them they're better than us philadelphia they're better than us like if we were to play those sort of teams you'd understand it but you know you'd see us losing to someone like the jags yeah the jags have got a talented roster in all fairness but you know, as the Saints, really with your elite defence and, and a strong, a fairly strong offence going into the season, you shouldn't be losing those sort of games. So something like the Tennessee Titans in week one is something that you need to look out for because that's the game that you could be under threat because they're the team we don't take seriously. But I'm not a member of the Saints staff. I don't know that to the full extent. But the wide receivers, Michael Thomas, is back fit and healthy, looking good in pre-season. Um, fingers crossed that, as you're showing, that he stays healthy because if he does stay healthy and he plays well, he's an elite receiver. He's correct. Yes, it, there's no doubt about it. I'd take a punt on him at, in fantasy if I if I get the chance in like the later rounds if he's still about like seven or eight. Well, I I actually when he came back, I, I drafted him off free agency in our um, in our league, and the first game he back had back was against Falcons. He got nearly thirty points. So I was uh, I was buzzing with it. It was absolutely brilliant. He had really, really two games. He was back when he played like at full fitness. He absolutely he was the best player on the field by a mile. So the bloke is unbeatable. You put a 50-50 ball up. He's coming down with it against any cornerback in the league. I'm convinced. There's only one player that I've seen him play against when when he played against Jair uh, against the Packers. He was the only one who really could keep could contain him in the slightest. Uh, you know, I saw him play against Jalen Ramsey. Absolutely ripped him apart. 
So yeah, MT is a really, really he's an elite, elite coin. And I'll always stand. I think when they're every single receiver is at their very, very best, I'm always going to pick him as my number one. But you know, as you would, you know, you'll have Packers fans who would have picked Devontae Adams when they were playing yeah. for him. And Justin Jefferson, you know, Vikings fans will say he's the best in the league for good reason. But when he's fit and healthy, obviously I'm always taking MT all day because of that record breaking season he had. But Alave. Obviously, nothing need, nothing more needs to be said about him. He should have been Rocky of the Year if he played all games. Oh, um, that, was, that was, oh, yeah. Who, who did win it last year? It was, um, oh, God. I so couldn't have been that. Pickett. No. That's, a, uh, that's one. What? I can't remember now. But, um, yeah, he was definitely in with a shout of it. And if he had played all the games of Larve, then I'm, I'm convinced he would have won it. Yeah. Um, I w- went went to the game in London against the Vikings um, and obviously yeah, disappointed with the result but it was a fantastic game um, and he played unbelievable he was really really good um, to say we had Dan- Andy Dalton throwing the ball to him for the first time was a little bit annoying but yeah he, he's he's unreal he's a really really good wide receiver uh, and then obviously you've got tight end Juwan Johnson who's who sort of stepped up last year a lot Yes, he's not an elite tight end, but he'll he'll do a job for you. And when you've got playmakers like Michael Thomas, who's staying fit, your priority isn't going to be needing to get him in, involved, Juwan Johnson. He's just going to be there as another option. But he's like big, powerful. Blanket. Yeah, big, powerful. He can catch the ball. He scores lots of touchdowns. So, yeah, that, I'm more than happy with that. Um, obviously, Kamara, um, banned for the first three games of the year. We all know what he is. He's... He's an elite running back. Um, he's a game-changing player. He's the most talented player on the on the Saints roster, and he and he's the, he's got the capabilities of carrying, you know, the team to win. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was gonna say, I was thinking, I was like, mm, Cameron Jordan, but then uh, I think, yeah, Kamara yeah. has the. Don't get me wrong. To... Historically, yeah, you choose Cam Jordan in terms of like a you know bigger Saints legend or, or stuff yeah. like that. But Kamara's the most talented player on the team, and he's the oh, real he's, difference yeah. maker for us. Um, that's when he plays. Well, I mean, he hasn't played a lot in the last sort of two years in comparison to as much as we wanted. But you know, when he's playing well, he's he's virtually unplayable. I mean, you see him; he just rips teams apart, which is brilliant. Um, obviously, we got Kendra Miller, who's obviously still in him for him. Obviously, he's you know running back option that we added. Um, don't know a great deal about him, in all fairness. But in terms of what I have seen, he looks like a decent little addition. Was, you know, he good... was a great running back one at uh, TCU during last year. I mean, a lot of those TCU. Yeah. Uh, players got drafted. I mean, Duggan got drafted. Yeah. Went to Johnson, Darius Davis, Felix on uh, DK Uzama also got traded. So Kendra Miller was part of that. Good yeah. Club. And he was, he was a solid player for TCU. He was, yeah. In terms of obviously, uh, you know, he runs well. Um, you know, he's quick. You know, you, you can't really ask much for, for, you know, your secondary running back. And I think, you know, the first three games of the season, get him involved, get him plenty of touches. You know, maybe you know we'll see how it takes him into the when Kamara comes back, and if he plays well, then great. We you know we've got two options then. You know, we've got we we've got two weapons there at running back. I mean, Kamara three as well. You have got Jamal yeah. Williams walking into the building with seventeen touchdowns from last year. Exactly. Yes. So that, I was about to mention him as well. You know, in Sorry, terms yeah. of offense wise, we really are like it, we've we've made good additions, and there's not really an excuse to not perform well here in terms of obviously, yeah, it might be a matter of getting things right. Like, you know, and don't get me wrong, there's a question about the coaching. Um, Dennis that's, Allen. Yeah. That's what I could tell you were ready to come to that. It was yeah, Dennis yeah, Allen. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, as a Saints fan, 
I'm not convinced by him yet. I can't sit there and tell you, yeah, I think Dennis Allen's the bloke that will take us forwards. Our team, and don't get me wrong, for years has been capable of winning a Super Bowl. It has. You know, oh, discount yeah, last 100%. year. Discount last year and the year before. We all know what happened in 2018. It was our year and we were robbed. Simple as. I won't, but there was a, I won't question it. A Saint, Saints-Patriots Super Bowl would have gone the way of the Saints. It would have, yeah. But, I mean, we were miles better than the Patriots that year. We were by far the best team in the league and it wasn't even a question about it. Um, and obviously that was, it was Drew Brees' year that he was robbed of an MVP as well, I'd like to point out. But we'll um, we'll move on from those. But in terms of, you know, going forwards, the team has potential to, to be dangerous. It's just whether they can get it right because we've had potential like that the last two years to really, you know, actually perform well. We've had been terrorised with absolute, you know, injuries left, right and centre over the last two years. It's, yeah. you know... Does that call into question the coaching? You know, are they training too hard? What's going on? You know, we don't want players getting injured in the same sense. You know, losing Quan Alexander last year was, you know, whenever it was he got injured wasn't ideal because he was really, really good for us. But you could go, the list goes on about the injuries we've had consistently over the last two, three, four years. But you need to make sure we stay healthy. And if we stay healthy, then I have no doubt about it. Well, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, you're going to have a bit of bias as your own team, but I feel like you're in the best position in the, the, in the division to win your division and go on to the playoffs because I can't see the Buccaneers being any better than us in any sense this year. Both the Panthers and the Falcons have both, they've got talented teams, but if you weigh up all the options, both sides of the ball, special teams as well to point out, excellent special teams at the Saints, really, really good. I mean, where does that put us? I feel like we've got the most talented team in the in the division all round, you know, there might be other teams that, you know, that, that perform better than us on on game to game basis, but there shouldn't be an excuse for us not to win this division this year because of how weak it is. You know, when Tom Brady was at the Buccaneers, yeah, it makes it more difficult. A player of that caliber makes the difference. Yeah. Yeah. It's, he makes the difference. It's, he doesn't even need to be on the field and the defense will play better because they've got Tom Brady as their quarterback. It's, it really is that, that how, that's how good he is. Whereas now he's gone, they've got a weak quarterback room if you weigh up all the options, we've got the best quarterback in the in the division now. Yeah, it's there's no doubt about that. We shouldn't be losing this division, but there's a lot of things that go into it. Obviously, defense being ninth in points allowed last year, good. You know, it was a very good O line as well. Um, obviously, Caesar Ruiz as well. It was someone who, when we drafted him his first year, he was oh, he was, was god awful. He was awful, real liability. But he really took the step towards the yeah. end of last year. And I was very, very impressed with them, especially with the position change. So I think in all fairness, you know, if we players like that can conform, can perform again, he, he was feeling really good to the end of the year, then, you know, we could be in, in with a good shout. And I did, you know, do a bit of research and I, I don't agree with this in all fairness, but I saw a lot of people saying that the only teams clear, really clear ahead of the Saints upside are, are Dallas, San Francisco and Philadelphia and you know you probably want to throw Minnesota in there as well. No, I don't but, actually. I really don't. No, no. No, I'm I I think all for because what how we do how we're doing it this year is if we're on the podcast episode for the division, we're going to tell each other our podcast uh, our our predictions. Uh if we're not, then we unseal them in the preview episode in the big preview episode at the end of these in about 3 weeks. So I don't know currently what the lads have got for a NFC North prediction, NFC South prediction. 
Yeah. But I can tell you right now that the, we're not high on the Vikings at all. No, no. no we're I mean, not high on the Vikings. Interesting. I mean, in terms of where we're at with it, I mean, that's what a lot of, a lot of people have been saying that they're the only sort of three teams which are actually clear of the Saints' upside. Obviously, that's being the upside. If we're playing at the ceiling, obviously, the chances of that happening are very slim because we're the New Orleans Saints. Um, <laughs> so, uh, in, in all fairness, I think, look, making the playoffs should be fairly straightforward in the division. I don't think there's any questions about it. You shouldn't be losing to the Buccaneers this year at all in any sense. You should be doing the double over them because, in my opinion, the weakest team in the division. Um We'll get into a little bit more about it, more technical when when we come around to our actual predictions. But it, it's pretty safe to say that I think we've got the most talented team in the division, and we just need to put the final pieces together in order to to take the next step. Because if we if we don't, we'll have a talented roster, but not go far with it again, and we'll we'll finish on a mediocre uh, record yeah. like like we had last year and the year before. Um. <laughs> In predictions gonna be interesting, let's just say that. Um you also drafted Brian Brzee um for D tackle. Mm-hmm. I like the pick. That like yeah. you said, the defense is gonna be great. Pete Werner, you're saying about he was gonna be my breakout, but now you mentioned him, so yeah, can't really say that. Uh the story about Foster Murray is absolutely fantastic as always. We'd love to see that. It's yeah, can't believe he's gonna be playing uh this offseason. Or this season, I should say, Trevor Penning as well, left tackle. He was, really um, yeah, he was all right last year. I mean, this he's no, obviously he's no Taron Armstead, but no, Penning no. was a great, like he was a good start to rebuilding that side of the that side of the offense because obviously they got on yeah. Pete. Um, Penning was a great blindside blocker for uh, James Winston. They've also got Derek Carr, as you said, on on the day with you saying about um, being upside. On paper, I would agree with that sentiment. Yeah. On paper, though, it obviously won't translate onto the field because injuries. Absolutely. I mean, mean, injuries. It's it's already started. Eno Benjamin and Tri Turner. Tri Turner Turner, tore his was it his pectoral, like two days after signing with the Saints, and then Eno Benjamin. It was Achilles. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right actually with that one. I mean, with in one fell in one day that the Saints lost. Running backs one and three or one and four, so the debts obviously took a hit. Um, Shahid, he came on strong last year. Uh, I'd love to see what AT Perry does if he's given time, he'll be like a explosive onto the scene, he'll yeah. just perform like he was doing at uh, Wake Forest. Um, you've have you got any uh breakout players for obviously this is your team. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, I would have gone for the, you know, you could have said Pete Verno last year in some sense, but I think obviously this year he's going to take another step forwards, in, in my opinion, with how good he, you know, he's looked, uh, especially going into the year. Uh, I'd go for someone like him. Uh, I think the defence is really our strong point. The offence on its day can play unbelievable. There's very few offences that can score more points than us on a really good day. But we never play like that every game. You know, we only play, for, play like that a handful of games in the year. So the defense is really where we're going to have our standout players, and I think he's really going to take a step forward. So I'm going to go for for Pete Werner. Yeah, All right, the big boy part of the uh, episode, and I'm really nervous for this bit because. Oh. Yeah. All right. Uh, so do you want me to say the team, and we'll just say, share the predictions, or do you want to go four to one? Yeah, we'll do, we'll do a bit of four to one. I think. All right. So the fourth place team in the division for you is. 
I and I don't think this is any surprise. I've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, I said Tampa Bay as well. I said six and eleven. Um I, I got five and twelve. Oh, okay. Sets so like a ballpark. Yeah. No, they're gonna yeah. be double digit losses, probably picking top eight yeah. ish. Uh yeah. third in the division. So I, I really struggle with this one because I mean, in all in all fairness, all these three teams, so the Saints, Falcons, and Panthers, in all fairness, could go anyway. Um yeah. it, it it's you know, really, if the Saints play well, it should go one way, but it's not going to be anywhere as straightforward as that. Um, we won't I'll, blame you if you put Saints for 17 and no, don't worry. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not allowed to lose it, don't worry. Um, <laughs> oh, okay, I've 16 gone... and one then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I've gone for the Carolina Panthers. Um, I've got them finished on an eight and nine. Oh, okay. I've got Panthers seven and ten. Uh, for third in the division, I just think, uh, you what it's a good solid year one, but obviously they're not the whole product. Yeah, Bryce is going to have some teething yeah. problems, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And number two, oh, this is where it gets down to the nitty and gritty. Um, hey, we'll so do I'm, it in a minute. <laughs> it will do it in a minute. Trust me. It's very, very close actually between the two teams. Um, obviously, I, I can't sit here and, and predict us to lose out to these guys. So I've gone for the Atlanta Falcons, of course. Um, I've got them finishing on nine and eight. Oh, no. I'm going to have to break your heart here. No, it's uh, fine. I've gone Saints. Um, hmm. They start because the bye week is week 11 this year. Yes. Uh, I've got them starting one, two, three, four, five, seven wins. Out those first seven and three to start the year and to buy. Um, so yeah, I take that going into the buy in all fairness. And then losing the next six. I, th- yeah. I, you know how you said about the um, limiting factor? Yeah. Of Dennis Allen? It will show. I, I just think th- so. I, I think Dennis Allen should not be the coach of the New Orleans Saints at the start of the year. And I don't, he definitely won't be at the end of the year personally. Any any other coach in the NFL on this team, and this team gets ten wins at minimum. I just don't yeah. have that faith in Dennis Allen at all. I uh, think it's understandable. Like I, I, I'm not convinced on the bloke going forwards. The only reason I've got us, obviously, you can't really sit here and and, and you know as a Saints fan, really looking into things and predict us to to come below these teams. But because the division is weak this year, it is. Um, yeah. In comparison to the other divisions, you know, none of these teams are going to be near the Super Bowl. Let's be honest; it's it's not going to happen. Yeah, um, I mean, strange things have happened, but yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, in all fairness, like you know, look what Philadelphia did went from from pretty much you know Boston, sort of out of the blue top, to yeah. to Super Bowl. Like you never know what happens, but we haven't got a coach capable of doing that. I don't think. Um, I'm not convinced on Dennis Allen, but I, I, obviously, I've got the Falcons second uh, on nine and eight, uh, which means I've got the Saints. Top in the division. Uh, I've all got ten and seven. I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints go ten and seven or further than that. I wouldn't, but yeah. I the whole Dennis Allen is the coach. Like I said, I if it was any other person than Dennis Allen, fine, ten wins, easy. I just think Dennis Allen as that head coach, not for me. Yeah. Carmichael, great OC. Joe Wood, yeah. I am so happy you took took him off our hands because he is a terrible DC, and you will find out this year that he is dreadful as a defensive yeah. coordinator. He is horrific. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he last one year in, in New Orleans. I genuinely wouldn't be surprised. Um, yeah. 
my number one is the Falcons at nine and eight. So it's close division, but I mean, it is, yeah. Like they're not going to go far. If, if the Saints maybe 10, 11 wins, depending on how they get there, if they're like a fat Vikings of winning eight one score games or something, then obviously they're going to get found out. But if they can do it convincingly, then maybe they can win a playoff game. It'll be a home playoff game as well with the, uh, well, what we assume would, to be the fourth seed. Well, we would, yeah, we with... would probably expect it to be the fourth seed, looking at the other teams in the NFC. I mean, yeah, the NFC North quite wide open as well, so um, yeah, it'd be the third yeah. seed. But it, it would just it yeah. would just be an away day at Philadelphia or San Francisco. Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, but, in all fairness, I've got us losing the first game of the playoffs to yeah. whoever it may be we come up against. That's I've got us winning the division at ten and seven. Um, you know, sort of as you'd probably expect if you're looking into things and you know going on to, to the playoffs and losing to whoever it is that we come around it may may be someone like dallas who knows yeah. you know if you get if you end up playing teams like philadelphia and, and san francisco you're not going to beat them not at all no, no I, but i think that's the nature of the division and i think that's the nature of the teams i think if the like if the saints kept uh sean payton Come on, I mean, like 12, 12, 13 wins, yeah, yeah, so, I think so. at least, at least. But I've seen some people on that. Obviously, you follow our follow Saints pages and stuff yeah, on social yeah. media, and, and I've seen people, some be like, Oh, you know, the team's talented, we you know we, we can win 13, 12 games this year. I'm like, Really? Like, I, I can't see that happening. Yeah, if you play really well, you've got you've got the talent to do it, but you we don't have the coach and we don't have we'd never put the things together under this. You know, after Sean Payton left, you know, we haven't got a hope in hell of, of winning that many games, in my opinion. I think, um, but I think 10 and 7 is a fair fair um, prediction. Everything would have to go right. I think, obviously, I wouldn't say obviously, but I think you'd drop a couple of divisional games, maybe one to Atlanta, one to Carolina. Yeah. Um, Tennessee might be a coin flip. Jacksonville... Probable coin flip. I give that to you guys. Uh, Minnesota again. Detroit, depending on, depending on how they are. The Giants, depending on how they are. I can see twelve wins if everything breaks their way. Ten wins, I wouldn't be surprised at. Eight wins is how I got them. Anything less than eight, I think, is just yeah. There, there's something major gone wrong. But yeah, that is our uh, NFC North preview. Um, Dan, if you want to take the stage and share your social media uh, pages, Instagram, Twitter, <clears throat> for both personal and uh, Saints UK. Yeah, yeah. So uh, obviously anything, any Saints fans out there listening, um, obviously I haven't posted on there, um, you know, sort of really since the draft, but uh, obviously we'll be getting back into into the season highlights, previews to the games. Um, obviously we'll be going, I've got my season ticket again for NFL London this year. So I'll be going oh, to all three games. So-and-so. You got season ticket? I, I do. I've got season ticket at Tottenham. And I've Damn, I really want one. Yeah. It's, uh, but I mean, in terms of, you know, watching the Saints last year was great. Uh, but yeah. looking forward to going to the game. So even on, you know, we'll even be live, you know, live streaming at certain points, uh, when I'm there, um, you know, depending on get taken down by the NFL on Instagram, but oh, of course it's, you um, so you should be okay. But any any updates for the Saints, uh, any division rivals as well, anything notable, even if you're a Falcons or Buccaneers or a Panthers fan, there'll be notable stuff on there in terms of news from you guys if it's causing a problem for the Saints. Um, <laughs> and yeah, every game kept up to date, live sort of you know, quarter by quarter, um, score updates on the stories. 
obviously you got it all um, at, at Saints underscore UK on Instagram. Um, obviously my personal uh, Dan three I T E underscore uh, on Instagram. Uh, Twitter wise, obviously we don't have a Twitter uh, at Saints UK, but uh, obviously all done via Instagram. So yeah, feel free to, to drop us a follow. Make sure you follow Quick Snap UK as well. Uh, make sure you follow Saints UK. Uh, pleasure to talk to you, Dan. As always, um, I know you've got some great Chinese coming, so I'll let you go enjoy that. Uh, you can find us, like I said, on Quick Snap UK Instagram or Twitter. You can follow Dan on his personal uh, Instagram. You can also follow Saints UK on their personal Instagram. Uh, next week, uh, NFC West, I think, maybe NFC North, one of those two. But we'll catch you next week. Uh, Dan, thank you very much. Anytime. Thank you. I will talk to you in the, uh, in the season, but thank you for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye. Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.